This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Do you believe, no, but, in, pu- but you're, do you believe you're, in punishment for abortion? Yes or no, as a principle? Uh, the answer is that there has to be some form of punishment. For the woman? Yeah, there has to be some form. Very toss. Do you believe in punishment for abortion, yes or no, as a principle? Uh, The answer is that there has to be some form of punishment. For the woman? Yeah, there has to be some form. Is it deja vu all over again? Welcome back to the best informed people in radio. You know why you are? Because you are. We're here because we're here. Because we're here, because we're here. You're here because you're here. Because you're here. Because we're the Blaze Radio Network. I could stop that faux singing now. There may be nothing to celebrate given the substance of what's happening. But in terms of what we do together every day, Was there a day more illustrative of what we do better than anybody else than yesterday? And again, better than anybody else. What does that mean? Nothing on its its own. What it means is I work to serve. I I live to serve my family and you, Glenn, my colleagues, my my bosses. I, I work to serve. The instant we had a piece of news, and we sometimes get news before anybody else, often we do, but let's put that aside. Let's assume everybody gets news at the same moment. What do they know about it? What can they say about it in that first instant of knowledge about the news? I hope that somebody somewhere was recording our show yesterday because whereas I'm pretty confident we'll think of things to say today, if you listened to any medium in the last 22 hours, all you heard was a reiteration of what we, you and I, already said yesterday. I mean politically. I mean philosophically, I mean morally, I mean in every conceivable way, from every conceivable angle, we knew at first blush what a leading candidate for president of the United States saying women should be punished for having abortions. We knew, we recognized instantly what that meant. Now, I never say, I told you so. The people at whom that would generally be directed wish I did because that's a lot easier to hear than the form in which I say, I told you so, as I'm about to 
demonstrate uh, again, and not nearly as often as, as I could. Uh, yesterday, I had some notable tweets, nothing against them personally. Bill is the one I think I remember, if I've got it right, I think it was Bill. I remember the last name, oddly enough, but I'm not going to mention the last name because that's not fair. I think it was Bill, but I got it about 10 minutes after we learned after we learned about this statement that you, you just heard from Trump. And it was all in caps, and it said, boring. And I got some others that said the same thing. And, and now, look, if that means I am bored, I, Bill, am bored by your show today, you know whose fault that is? Mine. Absolutely. No question, no argument. It's my fault if you're bored. But some of the messages suggested that it was stupid, bad judgment, to select this topic because the topic was insignificant. Trump's statement was insignificant. It was making a mountain out of a molehill. No one cares. This, well, why are you making such a big deal? I've got 100, I've got 700 of them. What, why, why, why? No one cares about this. No one's going to care about this in, in two hours. Why are you why are you going out of your mind about this? You're out of your mind. Well, of course, that was no secret. Why? Okay. Just to be fair, I want to offer if it is Bill, I wish to offer Bill at all this courtesy. Having had 22 hours to sample uh worldwide media on the matter of the Trump abortion statement slash story. I just want to know if, as a courtesy to you, would you, those of you who said this was not, not that you were bored by it. I understand that. If you were bored by it, I wish to apologize. I didn't present it correctly if you were bored. But for those of you who said the topic was boring and ill-chosen, and we should be talking about something else because that wasn't the big news. I wish to extend, just to turn the other cheek, I wish to extend this offer. Would you like me to contact every single outlet in the following media? Internet, and I mean worldwide, internationally. Internet, Radio, television, carrier pigeon, drums, smoke signals in, say, Rhode Island, Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Massachusetts, Connecticut, New Jersey, Delaware, Maryland, Washington, D.C., West Virginia, North Carolina, Virginia, Pennsylvania, New York, Ohio, Kentucky, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, Tennessee, Kentucky, Indiana, Illinois, Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa, Missouri, Arkansas, Louisiana, Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Nebraska, South Dakota, North Dakota, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Montana, Wyoming, Colorado, New Mexico, Arizona, Utah, Idaho, Nevada, California, Oregon, Washington, and Alaska. I could do that. And because it was... It was number one, 100% news story there. But I could also 
while I'm, you know, in my spare time, for those of you who said this was not big news, as we were making big news out of it and explaining everything it meant, if you think that it was the wrong thing to be talking about, I could also contact internet, radio, television carrier, pigeon, drums, smoke signals, and courier aboard uh, donkeys, uh, mules, push-me-pull-me's, llamas, horseback, uh, in, say, Afghanistan, Albania, Algeria, American Samoa, Andorra, Angola, Anguilla, Antarctica, Antigua, Barbuda, Amina, Amenia, Aruba, Australia, Austria, Azerbaijan, Bahamas, Bahrain, Bangladesh, Barbados, Belarus, Belgium, Belize, Benin, Bermuda, Bhutan, Bolivia, Bosnia, Herzegovina, Botswana, Brazil, Brunei Darussalam, Bulgaria, Burkina Faso, I love that one, Burundi, Cambodia, Cameroon, Canada, Cape Verde, Cayman Island, Central American Republic, Chad, Chile, China, Christmas Island. Oh, oh, oh. Do we understand each other? Now, don't you wish if you were the appropriate target for someone saying, I told you so? Now? Don't you wish I would just say, I told you so? Because to me, I'd rather just hear that wince once and forget about it. Let it pass. But I, I thought that that would help illustrate something this audience already knows. This was possibly, I'm thinking back, I could be wrong and you'll correct me. Thinking back over my years with the Blaze Radio Network, I'm thinking of a bigger topical story that broke on our watch. I mean, while we were live on the air, there have been bigger stories than this. Oh, God, of course. There have been many bigger stories than this. But was there a bigger story than this that broke during our show? And, and maybe we ought to narrow it a, le- a little. Is, is there a bigger or as big a political story as ever broke on this show while we were live together? And of course, that's my very point in preening and boasting for us the way I am right now. Because those of us Skippy, do you have the uh, the audio again? Just I know we have to get out. Could you roll the audio again right now? Do you believe no, but, in pun- but you're, do you you're, believe in punishment for abortion? Yes or no? As a principle, uh, the answer is that there has to be some form of punishment for the woman. Yeah, there has to be some form. Well, this audience understood the moment they heard that that they were hearing uncommon. American history being uttered at that second. And we're going to talk today about how and why we knew all of that and what it means and what's developed and what the rest of the media has thought about in the last 24 hours, right and wrong, why this is something that could automatically elect Hillary Clinton. And for those of you who still think if you're bored by it, It's fine. I still apologize for boring you. But for those of you who think it's a boring topic that has no news value, 
I could continue during the break contacting Christmas Island, Colombia, Cosmos, Cook Islands, Costa Rica, Ivory Coast, Croatia, Cuba, Cyprus, Czech Republic, Denmark, Dominica. You know? Jay Severin. On the Blaze Radio Network. The founder of this company, 10 years ago, was trying to sell his house and went through real estate agent after real estate agent, and they were all talking a great game. And this guy who is selling his house, the founder of this, uh, this company, he's, you know, he's kind of an important guy and kind of, you know, should get the best treatment. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company. And it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is, their word is their bond. And they are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. We have a 1,000 agents across the country, and they are people that listen to this show. And so when you go through real estate agents I trust, it's sent to somebody who already, you already know their sensibilities. They already are cut from exactly the same cloth. There's got to be a better way. There is. Real estate agents I trust.com. The J Seven Show on the Blaze Radio Network. East Timor, Ecuador, Egypt, El Salvador, Equatorial Guinea, Antrea, Estonia. Estonia when you're walking down the street. Estonia when you're... Uh, Faroe Islands, Finland, France, French Guiana, uh, French Southern Truffles. No, territories. Gabon, Gambia, Georgia, Germany, Ghana, Gibraltar. Get me? There's still time for me to contact those states, nations, and media and tell them that the Trump abortion story is nothing Nothing to see here. Move on. Go home. Nothing to see here. Funny, there is a, another talk show host. Yes, there are others. Try to collect yourself. Yes, there are others. This one happens to be the first one I ever listened. No, that's not, that's not true. That's not true. Um, but he's the first one almost everybody listened to. And he happens to be a friend of mine. And he said today, as clearly... He got very frustrated at one point because he's he's besieged every day by people who accuse him of not being adequately for or against certain of the candidates. And so finally, this uh, talk show host got, in my view, a little frustrated and, and not unprofessionally, but a little bit... <clears throat> Frustrated is probably the wrong word. He, he was perhaps for a moment a little more affirmatively candid than he may have wished later to be. And he said, look, he said to a caller, look, don't you think I understand what you're saying? Because the caller called to say, you have been, well, I understand you don't endorse and and we understand you're trying to be neutral for the Republican side, but but otherwise neutral as to particular candidates. But does there not do we not reach a point at which 
it becomes morally necessary for you to say, you know, is there nothing that Trump can say that would cause you to come on the air and say, look, this guy can't be president. And this other radio talk show host said, don't you think I know that? I mean, don't you think it kills me? Don't you think it kills me not to be able to when I know that something like this has happened? And he went on to say, this has done more damage to the Republican Party and went on to say, and forgive me, (coughs) uh, for my insinuation here, that I said it first, but in this case I did. I said here yesterday, recognize this for what it is. This is the biggest gift. This has done more to hurt the bumper sticker. And the bumper sticker is no Hillary. And in the end, those of us who are pro-Cruz can be divided even still into groups. Those who are pro-Cruz because of Cruz or those of us who are pro-Cruz because he is pro-Constitution. That we are not loyal to men and women. We are loyal to ideals. And the Constitution of the United States is my ideal and it is that to which I am loyal. And that's why the most important thing is not that Ted Cruz be president. The most important... important to me, extremely important, but it's not the most important thing in this election. The most important thing is on my bumper sticker, or it wouldn't be my bumper sticker. And my bumper sticker says, no Hillary. And as we discussed yesterday, and I hope if you care, we will discuss again today, one triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. Oh, and you've been sitting quietly there. I'm about to pepper you with challenges, so get ready. One triple eight nine hundred three three nine three. Was this greatly damaging to the Republican cause? Yes. Was this greatly helpful to the Democrats? Yes. As we stated within moments of this occurrence yesterday. This is a prospective disaster. You know, the whole calculus, the whole formula about how Trump loses oodles and oodles of women and young people and minorities, but he gains, in theory, oodles and oodles of Rust Belt state voters, Reagan Democrats, silent majority white male Democrats who otherwise would not vote or who would vote Democrat. Trump's entire reason for being, his raison d'etre, is that I will put in play voters in states hitherto inaccessible to the Republican Party. I will bring them into our tent as so long you have wanted. I am doing it. I will do it. I will win. Do you know how much damage 
I mean, we say, well, wait a second, wait a second. It's still 328 Eastern time. My watch still works. There hasn't been a pulse bomb. My car runs. I have food in the fridge. My family's okay, so far as I know. So, Jay, why are you talking like the world has ended? Because if you're older than 30, if you've seen a little of life, or if your circumstances are such that you're considerably younger than 30 and you've seen a little of life, then you know what I'm talking about. Absent a pulse bomb or a nuclear attack, the most profound things happen without our house burning down. And today looks like yesterday, and to some degree tomorrow looks like today, even though everything's changed. It's like when a husband and wife fight, and finally after 20 years, somebody says something really ugly to the other one. Okay, the house will still be together tomorrow, and they may be together for another 40 years, but in some way it'll never be the same, like Trump's statement yesterday. Jay Severin, The Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network. Do you believe in Do you believe in punishment for abortion? Yes or no? Is a principle. Uh, the answer is that there has to be some form of punishment for the woman. Yeah, there has to be some form. Yeah, there has to be some form of punishment for the woman receiving an abortion. Now, let us note. Hence, we are accused of unfairness, and we are always, always fair. Everyone on this network is absolutely fair all the time. That doesn't mean free of bias. I am biased. But one can be biased and fair, and to the degree someone is biased, he or she had better practice being fair. We are. I am. Here goes. To be fair, Trump flip-flopped about two hours after our show yesterday, not suggesting any connection, just time framing it. By the time I was watching the news at, what, 6 or 7 p.m. Eastern last night, Trump had in the politesse, which passes for English in the media these days, the, the, the polite way to say this was, Trump is walking back you know, if, I, if we had the ability here to do that, you may have heard this before when someone can put together a string of audio of the people from various networks who use exactly the same words. If, if you were to put together a string of the people in media, I don't mean wherever you're listening. I mean in America, Azerbaijan, Austria, Australia. I mean, around the world. I had to listen to this all night long on the BBC. BBC played audio from Italy, Spain, Denmark, Sweden, Finland, Austria, Belgium. Oh, that's a headline. It was a headline around the world. But you know what was not a headline around the world? And maybe this is unfair. Or maybe, maybe... 
maybe this isn't unfair. When Trump walked back his statement, and by the way, the English translation for walk back is flip-flop. When Donald Trump flip-flopped utterly on his position and statement about a woman ought to be punished for receiving an abortion. And by the way, the, the mainstream media last night did not scratch the surface of what we did yesterday. The questions first raised in American media were raised on the Blaze Radio Network. And that is, what does this say about his view of Roe versus Wade? Again, I'm not saying that I'm, I'm not taking a position. I'm saying, what does this say about Trump's position on Roe v. Wade? What does it say about what kind of Supreme Court justices on which he will insist? What does it say about him that he would punish women? What does it say about him that he'd punish doctors? What does it say about him that, and this to me is, has always been the biggest question or the biggest indictment, what does it say about Donald Trump that he would say this and then completely flip 100% within two hours? I'll tell you what I think that means. Oh, by the way, Tony. Yo, Tony! Tony is kind enough to tweet in and say, do you realize how stupid you sound? I think I do. I think I know exactly how stupid I sound. Tony, did you mean, though, our partners here, our audience, listening, you know, like you? And Tony, I just wondered, did you realize how stupid you are if you're listening avidly and writing in to say, I'm listening to something totally stupid and I'm going to continue listening because stupid really appeals to me. Signed, yo, Tony. Anyway, yeah, I think I know how stupid I sound. Exactly how stupid. The question is, how stupid is Trump? I mean, let's face it. I said this uh, yesterday. Five minutes after the story broke, we were discussing here on the Blaze Radio Network, there is a difference in skill sets. You can say, look at that guy, he's the, he's the owner of the Los Angeles Lakers. Pick a sports team. Look, he's the owner of the Green Bay Packers. Okay, who knows more about football than he? Well, probably almost no one. But what do you mean by knows about football? Hand him a football. Let him play in this Sunday's game. Do you mean he knows football that way? When you you toss the ball to an NBA team owner, someone who knows more about basketball than anyone alive. What happens when you toss the ball to a short, fat, slow guy, utterly lacking in athletic ability? He doesn't look like he knows much about basketball then. Donald Trump was born as uh, the infamous maxim goes. Donald Trump was born on third base, scored, and thinks he hit a home run. 
in life. Donald Trump was born with a platinum spoon in his mouth and managed to turn a mere, a mere what was it, $170 million into, and by the way, that's a question too, but it doesn't, I, I oughtn't beg the point. Is the guy smart at real estate, whatever that takes? Absolutely. Uh, 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 demonstrably. Indisputably. He, he is good at real estate. That doesn't mean he is not a functional moron in other walks of life. Do you think Donald Trump could host a show on the Blaze Radio Network for 15 minutes? According to the standards we have here. Imagine Donald Trump left other than his worshipers. Imagine if Donald Trump actually had to speak for a couple hours and make sense about something other than real estate. The guy is what the medical field calls an idiot savant. Very heavy emphasis on idiot. He's the, he's the, he's the, what's the movie with Tom Cruise and Dustin Hoffman? Uh, you, you, you drop a matchbox full of wooden matches on the ground. Donald Trump might be able to stare at it and say, 926, uh, wow, one's uh, kind of broken. Nine, 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 926. Okay. 926. You're telling me there are 926 matches there. Uh, 926, uh, one's, uh, one's uh, kind of cracked, but 926, 926 matches. Okay. Tell me, tell me what the first 10 amendments to the Constitution of the United States are commonly called. Uh, one through 10. Donald Trump is Rain Man. Donald Trump is Rain Man. Donald Trump, Rain Man was meeting, that's it. A nickname is born. Rain Man met with the Republican National Committee this afternoon. I got chills when I looked at that building because it brought back a lot of memories. Almost all of them good. Uh, boy, did I spend memorable moments of my life and career uh, other career in that building, near it or derivative of it. What was Trump meeting with the head of the Republican National Committee and his henchmen about? About the pledge from which everyone has walked away? We discussed this yesterday. Kasich, Cruz, and Trump have all walked away from their non-aggression pact uh, more precisely, their promise to support the Republican nominee, the eventual nominee. I think it's important. I think that pledge is important. Even though we must hold open the option, of course, that it could be, practically speaking, there could occur, there could well occur a moment that the best thing that Donald Trump could do for the party is walk away from it. I don't know. I will say this. And I'll, I'm going to say it from time to time. I'll apologize in advance. I don't think we begin to fathom 
the prospective damage done by Trump's statement yesterday. I don't think we began to fathom it. The, the boost that that gives the war on women crowd, and not just for the war on women, but I mean the whole general sense that if you're not a Democrat, you are not merely a Republican. If you are not a Democrat, you are a fascist. You are a racist. You are a homophobe. You are a, an abuser of women. You are a hater of women. You are a slave owner. You are, so long as that narrative lives, what this did yesterday was breathe <sighs> the breath of life into the Black Lives Matter movement and other nutcases like them. What this did yesterday was to validate the working principle and belief, frankly, of everyone from Hillary Clinton to Bernie Sanders to Black Lives Matter to Media Matters, which is if you're not for either Hillary or Boini, you are a fascist, homophobe, racist, etc., etc. Now, I said prospective, meaning for all intents and purposes, as you know, potential. And it could be, it could be that it won't have great damage. For instance, among Trump followers, they don't care. Trump is right. He could go on Fifth Avenue or any other avenue and roll a hand grenade down the avenue and for his followers, like Tony, it doesn't matter. This is Jay Febron on the Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network with you, my partners, one 888 We're setting up for hour number two, act two. This is the Jaily News, which uh, is an American tragic comedy in two acts each day. We're now setting up for act two, which heavily includes you via one 888 3393. I am given to understand uh, via Unite with Cruz-Rel right. uh, that Ben Carson defended Trump by way of saying he wasn't told the questions beforehand so he didn't have time to think. Now, I don't know whether that's true. I don't know whether Ben Carson defended Trump, and if he did, he did so on that basis. But it brings up an important point. Uh, one we talked about 22 hours ago, 23 hours ago. We, 
You're running to be president of the United States. If you, if you cannot host a radio talk show for an hour, and you're saying, well, of course he could. Everyone would listen in. Everyone would call. Yeah, that's because his being stupid for an hour would sound like you was really thought he was swell. Not yours, but you know, you know who I'm talking about here, Tony. This guy could not. He's stupid. I'm sorry. He's okay. No, he's not stupid. No, he's a billionaire, so he's not stupid. At least Americans are drilled to think this. He can't be stupid because he's a billionaire. That's right. He might have won the lottery. So he can't be stupid. Uh, no, no, but he didn't. No, he didn't. He, he, he did it himself. Okay. Okay. So if I want to be in the real estate business, I want Trump as my partner. If Chris Matthews, whom I've known for many years and I admire greatly, even though I, he doesn't like me and, and he wouldn't, if he, but if Chris, if you just knew me better, you'd hate me. Um, but I admire him because he's a very smart guy. I don't, I don't like his politics. I despise, deplore, abhor his politics. But you know what? Yesterday he did what a good lawyer does. He cross-examined Trump, and if he did it again today and said, "What are the first ten amendments of the Constitution called?" Trump would say, "Do I?" Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, I guess some people regarded it as insignificant. It's just uh, all the rest of the world that believes, after we did yesterday, that Donald Trump saying women should be punished for receiving abortions, just, just the rest of the world thought that it was and is the number one story. I, I hate it when everyone else is... Right, huh? Excelsior. Welcome back, best and brightest. Jay Severin with you on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Daily News, a daily presentation of an American tragic comedy in two acts. Act two begins via 1 3393 1 All persons having business before this court, draw nigh and ye shall be heard. Yesterday, Trump said, you know what he said. Then he said an hour or two later, when, after we realized that it was the biggest political explosion by mouth in American political history, maybe, all of a sudden, someone close to Trump said, you said, what? 
And, and he walked it back in the polite terminology used as a courtesy between the media and politicians. I don't know why they use that misleading jargon, but they do. And so Trump walked it back. And the problem is walking back is for when there's a subtlety in a subtle point that perhaps you did not make as clear as you might have wished. But when you say something like, what would you do with terrorists? Well, I would torture them for their information. You would torture them. Yes, I would torture them for information until they died. And I'd do it by the dozens every day. And if at the end of a thousand dead terrorists, we ended up with nothing, I'd say, let's meet here tomorrow and double the schedule up. Let's torture twice as many. Now, if I said that, and by the way, that's what I would, that's me, that's Jay speaking. That's what I would do if I were president. I'd torture the snot out of them. But again, I'm not running for president. But if I said that, and then tomorrow after the automatic outrage, I said, let me walk that back a little. What I meant to say was, I would never lay a finger on terrorists ever. And I would give them a swimming pool and a squash court and uh, tickets to the game, to the Lakers game, uh, is what I would do. Because that would be regarded as walking back, my point. All right. This will either have, this story not only has legs, it has 10,000 individual alien bodies right now. This is a monster. We just don't know how big a monster, and we're not going to know. Because polls are not going to show us overnight. No, no Trump supporters are going to be lost because of this statement. The people that will be lost because of this statement will be people that have never yet showed up in the polls. They will be the, the silent majority, the Reagan Democrats, the white working class Democrats from Rust Belt states, from purple states, from Pennsylvania, New Mexico, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Ohio, places that Trump could have, maybe still could put in play. But the damage with women and independents and young people and those that I've just mentioned that he might have attracted by virtue of the way this story is going to be played. Hillary Clinton already has a spot on the air for the last 20 hours. I've already seen it three times with Trump saying, you know, we're going to, we're going to, you know, beat women in the face with iron clubs if they have abortions. You know, they've got it. All the groups have it's out. It's on the air. It's out there. Not everyone is smart enough to engage in talk radio every day. A lot of people will hear about this through a Hillary commercial or a moveon.org commercial or a Black Lives Matter commercial or a Peter Soros Personal Growth Foundation. Uh, George Soros, sorry. <laughs> Peter's his son with whom I went to university and I mix their names up sometimes. Um, 
He was a very good backgammon player. He took me for a bundle. See, I shouldn't run for backgammon I, because I, I don't know anything about it. I hope Donald Trump knows more about the president than, he know, than I know about backgammon, but I'll tell you what, I know more about backgammon than he knows about president. Steve from Pennsylvania, thank you for your patience and welcome. Steve from Pennsylvania, welcome. Hi there, Jay. Can you hear me? Hey, Steve. Yes. Jay, I... Steve. I, I, Allegro. Okay, I, Pace. I, I, I think Ted Cruz is in the driver's seat. I think he has a path to victory, and I just haven't heard anybody talk about this yet, so I wanted your thoughts. Well, how? So... I mean, do you... All right, we haven't talked about Wisconsin yet, which is my fault, but my I have a pretty good defense, and that is the Trump story of yesterday uh, replaced on my agenda uh, Wisconsin, which we'll be talking about either later in this hour or certainly tomorrow, uh, and that is this Wisconsin's looking like the new New Hampshire, and uh, a very big deal is being made out of Wisconsin, but if if Ted, let's say he sweeps New Hampshire, he just kills, he slays in, uh, I'm sorry, in Wisconsin. That doesn't either give him the nomination or the arithmetic necessary to get there. As of this moment, Trump needs to win 53, 5-3% of the remaining delegates if he hopes to win the 1237 by the convention. He needs to win 53% of the vote between now and then uh, in order to have the 1237. Ted Cruz needs to win 84% of but, the vote. But, but no, he doesn't. I, you know, yes, I'm assuming... he does. <laughs> okay, I think we're going to go to a contested convention. I don't think Trump's going to get there, and I, I think that's coming clear every day with okay well let's just make clear my, my my speculation is based on fact yours speculation is based on speculation see you you right. don't think trump will go to a convention uh most of us do it doesn't make you wrong but uh, but almost overwhelmingly people believe trump will go to a convention uh and and the fact the fact the arithmetic the fact the physics the fact of the matter as of this moment at 4:15 eastern time on the 31st of march trump needs 53% from here on out to win the nomination prior to the convention and trump needs 84% of the vote prior to the convention the reason i keep stressing prior to the convention is that and i know this is unimportant to someone who thinks that there really isn't going to be much of a convention because you think Trump won't be there. But for those of us who believe that that Trump and Cruz will both go to the convention, along with that booger, uh, Kasich, uh, not a hanging Chad, but a hanging booger, John Kasich, uh, the problem is that the convention, those who convene it, will not allow Trump nor Cruz to win the nomination, period. Well, I, that's where... I think we disagree. I think, I think Trump will be there. I don't think Trump will be there at twelve thirty-seven. I thought you just said he won't. So, he won't be know, at the my, nomination my at the convention. Right. I, I think we're going to go to first ballot. 
and I think Trump's not. Gonna I'm sorry. Get hold, hold up here. Did I misunder? Did I hallucinate? Did you not say yeah. before that Trump is not going to the convention? I did not say that. You, uh, you misheard me. Okay. I don't think Trump's going to go with twelve thirty-seven. So. I think okay, and so, and you think you think the people who have engineered a brokered convention are are have done that in order to let Trump or Cruz win the nomination? No, I think we're going to get there. I think Trump will have 1,100. I think Cruz, I don't think it really matters. Once we get the second ballot, I think a lot of folks, and it's proven more and more every day with what he's done recently, I think they're just going to be running away from Trump. Steve, I appreciate the call. Uh, uh, We have to break. Um, I fundamentally and strongly disagree with your premises. Very quickly, number one, nothing will make Trump people leave Trump. No one is leaving Trump ever who now supports him. Number two, uh, Cruz doesn't have the numbers to get the nomination. Neither does Trump unless he wins Wisconsin on Tuesday then it's possible if he also wins California, but it's unlikely. He needs 53% of all the vote from now on. Trues needs 84. Ted ain't getting it. He ain't getting 84 between now and then. I don't think Trump is either, but I know this for sure. The people who engineered a brokered convention did so in order to prevent Ted Cruz or Donald Trump from winning the nomination. That's what they intend to do. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. is the Jay Severin Show on the Blaze Radio Network. And my partners on the Blaze Radio Network, Trudy from San Diego. Welcome. Jay, you are a high-energy dude. Uh, Every once in a while. Uh, Not every once in a while. Living with you would be like living with the jumping bean. I cannot believe it because I absolutely adore Trudy, you. Trudy, you should I see me in. Think, you should see me in all of the other hours, other than <laughs> when I'm on the air. I'm a wreck. You probably drive your wife completely crazy. She'd probably lock you outside <laughs> with the dog. I think that's fair to say. <laughs> uh, listen, um, I absolutely adore you. I think that you are so interesting. I think you're much more interesting than Rush, and I love Rush. I think you probably could take radio by storm. More people need to know about you. But I'm telling you. You're my kind of girl, Trudy. I'm so flaming mad I'm crawling the walls. (laughs) Because what you're talking about is so important, and this convention is very, very important. And the people that are telling you that this is boring, they have no idea what they're saying. Yeah, Um, I don't. If you you find the current political circumstances boring, uh, no, I don't think I don't know so. why and in the world Donald you'd Trump be listening his, to talk um, radio. Had right his welcome to Donald Trump had his welcome to uh, America, Macaca, his George Allen statement. Um, he had his oh, right, right, right. women abort their babies when they're raped statement. And right. um, I know that. This guy says all kinds of things that are crazy, but half your listeners are Trump supporters. 
Well, listen, a hard question here okay. for, for you and me is this one, Trudy. Let's, aside from our umbrage that a man so inarticulate, fumbling with such a poor vocabulary and mental process that he can't string a sentence together would be regarded as presidential material maybe in Argentina or Bolivia or someplace, but here in the United States is deeply offensive to you and to me. But that aside, putting the umbrage of bright people aside, who did Trump lose? Now, I know I've already made this case, but just to keep myself and you honest, who did Trump lose as a result of yesterday? Are we sure that he lost anybody? Maybe not. Because he says things off the cuff. He says ridiculous crap that just tumbles out of his mouth. Because he hasn't thought about it in advance. That's a good thing. I made a note about this, and I hope you don't, don't, don't go away. I just want to say something which is maybe the most elitist thing I've ever said, and that's okay with me. I'm an elitist. I'm not a snob. I am an elitist. And I, I made a note today, uh, and I just wish to mention it. Some people grow up, some people have the blessing of growing up in a home or in an environment where because they're they're sent to decent schools or because of their parents or because of a later life experience because we all have a chance to grow no one's born well that's not true alan dershowitz was born a genius but most of us aren't and so we have the ability to grow and learn and and sometime in our lives we are blessed to enter an, an era of our lives during which we're with people smarter than we And that could be professors, you know, it could be teachers in school, it could be your classmates, it could be, it could be any number of life circumstances that makes you wish to become thoughtful. I mean, that's what school is for, right, basically. But sometimes people are inspired by travel or a life experience, any number of things that causes them to be thoughtful. The light goes off, Trudy, and they say, wow. I really admire that. You know, to me, I listened to, well, my father and my mom, and I listened to George Will and Pat Buchanan, and I read them uh, and and others, and I said, wow, you know, I'd like to write like that. And so I tried to. You know, I'd like to speak like that, so I tried to. I, I This is how my father and mother spoke around the dinner table. So that that's where my such as it is, where my vocabulary comes from. I mean, all of us are somewhere along the lines, if we're blessed, we're given an opportunity to become thoughtful, if we wish, to seize that opportunity. Donald Trump has never been in his life in a thoughtful surrounding. Or if he was, he utterly rejected it, Trudy. This is not a thoughtful man. I mean, okay, I'll give you that. I saw the sound clip last night. Oh, I have to tell you this. You ever seen John Oliver? I don't know who that is. Okay. Uh, Trudy, promise me you'll try this. When, and I know you won't have a moment soon, but when you have a moment, promise me you'll try this. I have the best recommendation. He's a left winger, so everyone has to know that. But that notwithstanding, the funniest guy 
and smartest guy I know other than me is John Oliver. And he does a show on HBO. He does it once weekly, the John Oliver show. Last night, I watched, I think he does Sunday Nights Live. I watched the Sunday Night Show last night, uh, recorded. He devoted 99% of the show to a takedown of Donald Trump. Trudy, it was the most devastating. And again, you're not, no one's going to, even people who don't like Trump may not like this. It was the most savage but hilarious attack on a single political figure I have ever in my life seen. John Oliver's show from this past Sunday night, and you, you look look for it uh, on wherever okay, you would look I up, will. HBO. And Jay. you will, and then Jay. please call me back. I want to know okay, what you thought Jay. of it. Anybody, Jay. everybody, Jay. watch this I show, whether you're for Trump, because if you're for Trump, okay. you need to be girded against this kind of attack. You need to have answers. If you're against okay. Trump, you're going to wet your pants laughing. Okay, I have something to say. One of my thoughtfulness, my moments of thoughtfulness came from being in the Soviet Union during the Cold War. Uh, uh, after looking at what they can do and looking at the sadness of the people, I understood why the suicide rate was so high over there. Even the snow looked blue. Trudy, I, I, I have to go because of the satellite break, but you just said something profound and instructive. Soviet Union, that makes people thoughtful. Jay Seven on the Blaze Radio Network. Radio Network. And my partners, Dan from Wisconsin, from Ground Zero, the new New Hampshire, which you guys must resent a little bit. But anyway, Dan, welcome. Sorry, are you looking for Dan from Wisconsin? I am. Have you seen oh. him? <laughs> yes, he's here. Who would you I be? That, that would be me, Dan. Uh, oh, well, okay. I... I don't see why I surprised you so much then. Well, because I didn't hear you. You're, you broke up. So All right. All right. Well, it's take two. Technology. Dan from Wisconsin. Yes. Um, yeah. I could do I, it another way. Here's the only other reference point I have. Sure. My name is Jan Janssen. I live in Wisconsin. I work <laughs> in a lumber mill there. When people I meet, when I walk down the street, ask me my name, I say, my name is Jan Janssen. I live in Wisconsin. I work in a... Okay. That little couplet comes uh, uh, courtesy of the late Kurt Vonnegut uh, oh. in uh, one of his books. But that's, that's all I got. All right. Well, thank you for that. Um, yeah, I no, was listening kidding. very briefly between doing some other things. And uh, you brought up uh, the idea of, uh, I assume it was related to some missteps lately by the candidate Donald Trump as to whether he will lose any of his support. And, uh, Funny how missteps is related kind of to the family of terms like walk back. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, just noticed. Yeah. But uh, my thought revolving around that has more to do with losing what he needs to gain the rest of the primary 
in terms of support. Right. And then uh, were he to get the nomination, um, he obviously would then face an opponent in the general election, uh, and voters in the general election comprise a larger group of those he has not. Well, yet you're making won the over. right distinction. You're making the right distinction. No one that I that knows anything suggests this is going to hurt yesterday. First of all, we don't know if it's going to hurt him at all. And I mean, right. I, I say it is, but I, I'm, you know, I, 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 I know politics. I know that it's not always what it appears to be. So I'm prepared to say, sure, may, maybe it's, maybe I'm making a big deal over nothing. But I happen to believe otherwise. I, I think that, that that was at least potentially the most important moment of the campaign yesterday, 20, 24 hours ago. But mm-hmm. if I'm right, and it is, I'm not suggesting, Danny, that it's going to hurt him in the primary. Uh-uh. It's not going to hurt him in the primary. That's a statement that is going to, you know, the Democrats, you could see them, they had no coal to shovel into the, you know, the locomotive. You know, that big iron right. gate was open and they were like, no more, no more coal to shovel into the engine. But all of a sudden, yesterday, that dumped, you know, 50 tons of uh, coal into that into that car for them to shovel into their engine and because uh, you're usually shoveling stuff so they they're they're good at shoveling but it it's not gonna if it if it hurts Trump I think it will it ain't gonna hurt him during the primaries Dan it, it's going to, as I, I think you suggest in making your distinction where it's going to hurt is who will he alienate that he might have gotten in the general. And how many more points will he add to Hillary by boosting their morale and sharpening their message by demonizing himself if he's the opponent? Right. And in uh, what's left of the primary, and by the way, it's very rewarding for a change to possibly have some say in the matter uh, where we in Wisconsin in previous elections uh, were long forgotten uh, because of the way the process is structured and how late we tend to vote in the process. But uh, those Listen, you're from Wisconsin. Uh, Your name is Jan Janssen. You live in Wisconsin. So, look, we're told that it's a more peculiar, and I I choose my word carefully, peculiar, not not queer, just peculiar, uh, process by which delegates are awarded than we're accustomed to so far in Wisconsin, Yes. Do you know, are you familiar enough basically with it to tell us about that? Well, I've never been a delegate, so no, I've not been involved at that level. But we, even in... I mean, on, I mean next to, week, I mean next Tuesday on Election Day, it's not a matter of, you know, you get a certain percentage and thus you get a certain percentage of delegates. I understand it's like no. something like 17 delegates go automatically to the winner, you know, numerically. And then yeah. there are three, am I right, three per congressional district that are separately yeah. awarded? Correct. They're distributed per district beyond that point. And in that regard... So there not, are 42 uh, delegates, but only 17 come to the winner. The rest, I mean, one could presume that the winner might win in those districts as well, but not automatically. So it could even correct. out. Yes. And, and uh, to... The earlier point that uh, it's unlikely that Trump will lose delegates in this primary uh, phase, 
I've observed in those that I've attempted to uh, discuss the issues with that are currently supporting Donald Trump, it doesn't seem to matter a great deal uh, what arguments might occur. Uh, whatever I happen to say in support of another candidate uh, doesn't make much difference. Uh, the, there's been very minimal reasoning uh, that occurs in those discussions. It's somebody's mind seems to be made up and and it will uh, continue to uh, uh, result in the same uh, same um, opinion. Uh, right. The, the opinions are, are very unlikely to change uh, based on facts. Well, because they're not really That's, opinions, are they? They're they're almost they're they're, they're they're sort of beliefs at a religious, a quasi-religious level in some cases. I mean, among the among the saint-like acts I perform each day for you is that I listen to at least an hour, usually more, of national public radio, uh, national oh, welfare wow. radio. Bless your I don't know if you know this. You, you're a partner. I hope things are going well because you're a partner in that business. So <laughs> yeah. I, hope, I hope your dividend checks are arriving regularly. Choice, but yeah. right. uh, so today... On National Public Radio, uh, the the show I was targeting, which is best for what we do and talk about, they had on an old colleague of mine, someone who I could really point out in my 30 or more years of journalism and media and politics and all of this, probably at the two points on the graph, if I had to pick someone whom I most admire for their intellect and skills just everything about what they do professionally and personally being witty and and uh, a little bit irascible but charming but very witty just the kind of guy that i that i admire if i had to take that on the graph and then from the graph who i know in my life has disliked me the most i would say that those two points meet at jeff greenfield Hmm. Uh, yep. formerly of every network, uh, including PBS. I love right. Jeff. He despises me. Uh, we used oh. to work together. Uh, at the, we both worked at the David Garth uh, organization. And uh, like a lot of people in the shop, he was fresh out of law school. But the difference is Jeff was fresh out of Yale Law School, and he was a genius. And hmm. as I say, I love the guy. He despises me. So for those of you who don't like me, Call Jeff. You tweet Jeff and say, hey, I understand we have an ogre in common. But he was on this morning, and he was, as always, brilliant. And one of the points he made are a couple of the ones you've made. And, you know, he essentially said this is a, you know, this is a new day, and one of the ways it's a new day is that the people who back a major candidate, he said, I don't mean to pick on Trump, but it happens to be Trump, the people who back Trump, if you tell them, if you try to reason or argue with them, if you tell them Trump's faults, even if you admit your candidate has faults, it doesn't matter. Any approach you take, no matter what you do, if you're trying to say something negative about Trump in their presence, their attitude is, aha, you're one of them. You're like the mm -hmm. media. You're, you know, you're, you're probably lying to me. And, 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 you know, you're, and, 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 and Jeff was smart enough and big enough a man to say, uh, you know what? These people have a good reason to feel that way because these, there, there are a there are hundred million Americans, more, 
maybe 150 million, maybe more, who believe that Jimmy Carter talked about a malaise, Dan, and he was made fun of. Right. But you know what? Right now, I mean, he was ahead of his time, maybe only in that way. There is a malaise on the America I grew up in right now. There is no more American... There's, there's a kind of a panic. I use myself as case number one here. There's a kind of a panic about job security, about wages, about our kids having a start you know, being able to start at least where we were or maybe a little better, you know, a, a home, uh, you know, the American dream, all the college, college pretty much being a, almost a guarantee of a of better opportunity, if not, you know, not a guarantee, but a chance, you know, at a better life. That track, that track of the American dream doesn't exist anymore, or at least people believe it doesn't. It's not just politics that have gone sour on us, Dan. Our institutions have failed us. Our political institutions have failed. Our financial institutions have failed. We see, fewer and fewer of us see our religious institutions as giving us what we need, you know, for the, 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 the food of the soul. The, you know, our educational institutions have failed us. Every major institution but the military is a bleak, wan, weakling caricature of what it was when we were kids. And I think the chickens apparently are coming home to roost in terms of American morale. I, 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 I know, it's a, it sounds like a bummer, and it is. Well, it is, but can I challenge your listeners to uh, not give up the discourse in this process? Uh, there's still time to uh, make your uh, opinions known. Uh, it's difficult to do it reasonably. It seems to be more difficult these days than ever before. But, it is. But let's keep trying. Dan, we'll look to you in Wisconsin next Tuesday because that is where the race is going to turn. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. Show only on the Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network. And I go back to this number again. We haven't been focusing on this number. Actually, Rocky was the first one to introduce this concept uh, to the show, uh, probably before I was prepared to appreciate it. But it now becomes operative stuff. And that is the percentage because we're close enough now that, and there are few enough states left that you can really begin to get a focus on this, a handle on it, at least I can. Uh, what I mean is, because I'm confused earlier than this, uh, I'm a little confused now, but uh, Donald Trump requires 53% of the remaining delegates. Now, I earlier said votes because I'm guilty of conflating those, and I know it's wrong. They're not the same thing as Wisconsin next Tuesday, which is going to be a very, very big deal. As Wisconsin tells us, you know, you could win votes and not win the requisite number of delegates. 
because it's apportioned according to a peculiar God bless him. You know, every state ought to have different rules. I think it's great. But uh, but Trump needs 53% of the remaining delegates. Now, it kind of means vote, but it really means delegates, to be precise. 53%, 5-3, 53. Ted Cruz requires 84 of the remaining, 84% of the remaining delegates now, to what? In order to arrive at the convention with the number 1237. Now, I must say again, it started here, and so it must always be said here first. So what? So what? Suppose Trump arrives with 1237. There are two groups of people. Those who say, hey, if he arrives with 1237, or if he arrives with a hundred more than anybody else, even if he's 200 short of 1237, they have to give him the nomination. Otherwise, the party's fractured. There's going to be a riot. They're going to burn the place down. It's the end of the party. Hillary's already elected. No sense even having the election. That's one school of thought. Another school of thought says if Trump arrives even with 1237, the Rules Committee is going to meet late at night, five minutes before the vote, and they're going to uh, change it to 1287, or they're going to change the rules about delegate votes on the first ballot, or they're going to just dismiss the convention and say, "We, we had it last week, we forgot to tell you, here are the results. The Rules Committee can do whatever it wants, and if you are among those people subscribing to the School of Thought, and I pretty much am, that the Republican National Committee has determined to determine in advance who the nominee ain't going to be. I'm not sure they know for sure who it's going to be, though I think they think it's going to be Paul Ryan. Remember Guru J. Say, Guru J. Say, Paul Ryan, probably Kasich at number two. Remember Guru J. Say. But I'm not sure they know who it's going to be, but I think they for sure know who it ain't going to be. And as far as they're concerned, it ain't going to be Ted or Donald. This is Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network.